from the age of 18 to 25. So what's that all about? But are you talking about mass deportation? What do you do with the 8 to 10 million people already here? Okay, uh, Dwight Eisenhower, believe it or not, you don't think of him as being a tough president or a great president. He was actually a very good president. He was very strong on deportation because a lot of people were coming into our country illegally. And he started a big mass deportation. He dropped them very close to the border, and they came back. Then he dropped them 2,000 miles away, and they didn't come back. We cannot allow scenes like I saw in New York two days ago, where policemen are being beat up by gangs of illegal immigrants, in that case from Venezuela, Honduras. We can't allow that. And these are kids that are fighters. They were not, you know, babies. They were knocking the hell out of our policemen. We can't let this happen. These are tough people. So the heads of these countries are smart. You did They're not sending them. the people that are doing a great job and that they love in the country. They're sending people, for the most part, that they don't want. And they're putting them into caravans. All right, folks, we're going to break with me, but I turned back for, for one minute. And then Michael Yon's studio with huge news. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist, and people can't identify who's a patron and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide. Front lines of the information war. It's Alex Jones. Well, Michael Yon was a Green Beret stationed around the world, also an expert on Russia and trained to fight a war with Russia. And he's the preeminent wartime correspondent around the world. So when he's in our country, that means America is under attack. And, and folks, when we say the globalists are the enemy and the Democratic Party's totally captured. They are literally dissolving our border. They are literally invading us. They're literally starting World War III. They're, they're destroying our currency. They are defunding the police. They are at war with us. So let's, let's, let's stop mincing words here. When Trump says the mainstream media is the enemy of the people, they literally are at war with us. I have a great example of this real fast. Two weeks ago, liquefied natural gas, Biden bans the U.S. exporting it. What's the main state that exports like 70% of it? Texas. And he said, this is to punish Texas, as people did. Now, he comes out yesterday and signs an order to sell our coal that he won't allow to be burned here to India to build factories there. We got articles up on Infowars.com uh, that deal with all of that. So that's strategic. Energy is the food of the machines and the infrastructure that feeds us. So it's just like cutting food off, and they're cutting the farmers off. Uh, Michael Yon's done a lot of, of, of reporting the last few years, uh, in the last few months, in the Netherlands. Now the trucking and farming protests have spread all over Europe because they're literally saying we're cutting off your fuel, 
we're putting more taxes on you and we're cutting off your fertilizer. They are cutting the food off. They are cutting the energy off and saying business is only open in China and India. And I'm not against the Indians, folks. And I don't even get the Chinese people, but this is beyond treason. And the average person doesn't think, where's power come from? You just flip a light switch. No, it doesn't. Around 70% of our power still comes from coal. They lie and say it's from wind. But you study the numbers, that's not true. We are being shut down where you can't come here to manufacture because there isn't cheap energy. So, Michael Yan, I've got to say, and, and I'm glad that Doc Chambers is here as well. He'll be popping in with us coming up in about 20 minutes that you've had a great success. You've been down at the Darien Camp for years where the Chinese and the UN are building their giant refugee camps, their invasion camps. You're showing the bridges, you're showing the, the maps, and you just hammer it, hammer it, hammer it on my show, your show, and other shows. Finally, in the last month, you've had a major breakthrough. It's all over Fox, it's all over Tucker, the people you brought to Darien Gap. It is all over the news. It is in congressional hearings. Uh, they're talking about the NGOs. The new border bill gives $2.3 billion to NGOs to accelerate the invasion. Everybody's talking about the UN. Six years ago or five years ago when Lou Dobbs got fired from Fox Business, he simply showed mainstream documents, mainstream news, reporting on Soros getting U.S. taxpayer money to give them debit cards and the NGOs to give them billions. So they were really scared of this. Now this is out in the open, and now the defunding is out in the open strategically. And I know you're not about praise, but it's an example of success for everybody else out there watching. You've been down there for years, and the people backing you have really bet on the right horse. You have won a major strategic victory in the awakening process to cut off the funds. You've got to feel really uh, some satisfaction right now. Uh, thanks, Alex. Yeah, I just got back. I just took... Um our team, Operation Burning Edge, just with Ann Vandersteel, we just took uh, uh, Brett Weinstein and Dr. Chris Martinson down to the Darien Gap, and uh, and then we took, uh, well, Ann Vandersteel was there, Masako Ganaha from Japan, and uh, this has now reached mil millions of viewers. Just the Tucker interview with Brett Weinstein hit at least nine million now, and uh, so that was a, a major awakening. It was actually great to take uh, Brett Weinstein down there and uh, Dr. Chris Martinson um, and, uh, you know, we, we had them down for almost a week. And so the learning experience was quite intense for them. And I think that they were quite surprised. Just watch Brett's um, uh, interview with uh, Tucker Carlson. Now, interestingly, you were just talking about LNG, the liquefied natural gas. Natural gas is something we've talked about quite a lot. Now, when we talk about the flows of the aliens coming through, the demographic warfare, the weaponized migration, that's all part of something much larger, as you talk about all the time, Alex. For instance the energy and the fertilizers, right? Fertilizer and energy is something I talk about a lot. Uh, the, the, uh, the natural gas, last year in March, I was at the Dutch elections. I'd fact, in fact, I had just left Panama and went straight to Netherlands because Netherlands is another vital terrain. Uh, I was at Groningen Gas Fields, which is the biggest gas fields in, in Europe, actually. And I was warning, due to information war, they might close the Groningen Gas Fields. Uh, and now they have. Now, when I reported that last March, uh, uh, that it sounded that, crazy. Yeah, because you got to keep in mind, there's, folks. They're turning the lights off. It, it just takes time for you to figure it out. The flash to bang can be quite long. On, for instance, the natural gas. Keep in mind, with the natural gas, it's more than just keeping your water warm. It's also fertilizer. In the Haber-Bosch process, in which the, you take the natural gas and you remove the hydrogen and you combine it with the nitrogen that we breathe, you make ammonia, right? Not, Nitrogenous fertilizers, such as ammonium sulfate, ammonium nitrate, and that sort of thing. And, and so 
So they've turned off the, the, the second largest food producing country in the world is the Netherlands. They're geniuses. They're the, the central green thumb. They literally are cutting off the main food. Absolutely. And Germany as well. And in Germany, they talk about, you know, carbon dioxide. In Netherlands, it's about stickstoff, which is nitrogen, right? So they, so they, they custom make these information campaigns depending on the demographic and how it will sell. A lot, of thing, a lot of people don't realize they're not just cutting off farmers, they're cutting off fishermen as well. For instance, in Netherlands, I was out with fishermen. Well, when you cut off farmers, you cut yourself off. Absolutely. And you'll put the control in the hands of people like Bill Gates, who is openly open. He, does, he doesn't hide what he's doing. He's, he's trying to get as much control over the food supply as possible. He's just one. Keep in mind, the World Economic Forum. are buying it all up. Oh, yeah. Now, keep in mind, now, as they shut off the food supplies, bit by bit, keep in mind, again, there's a long flash to bang between the, you know, reduction of the nitrogenous fertilizer production, the food prices you going use up. military terms, long fuse. Right, exactly. So the, 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 uh, the human osmotic pressure, the hop, the human osmotic pressure is the push and the pull of migration. Now, as food prices go up, food shortages increase, and other... Uh, pressures, positive pressures increase. That causes people to move. Meanwhile, you've got the NGOs, many, more than 250, uh, who are are facilitating the invasions of Europe and the United States. And don't and you love Elon calling for their arrest? Because they are human trafficking. And Biden can't wave a law on that. All right. You know, one of the reasons Operation Burning Edge spent so much time at SpaceX last year was to specifically to spur Elon. We didn't even ask to talk with him. We didn't ask to talk with any of the... I'm very pro-SpaceX, by the way, and I have been uh, since the inception. But we went to SpaceX, spent two or three weeks down there showing how the aliens are coming across the border at Boca Chica, which they come right across the Rio Grande right there, and then you saw Elon Musk start paying attention to the border. I will chalk that up as a, another success of Operation Oh, there's no Edge. doubt. You're, you're a genius. I'm doing what you do, basically, force multiplying. You know, you're one of the few people that get what I'm doing, actually. I had uh, Anthony Rubin on your show last year, and you said, you said, and I had, you know, right beside, I was sitting beside Anthony Rubin, and you said, you're force multiplying, Michael, something like that. And I'm, exactly. That's what we have to do. Well, I was never in the military, but I did get really interested in politics and how to defeat the globalist. So when I was at like 20, I started reading uh, all the books about resistance movements both from the West and communist and others, and, and like things like total resistance. And it's all right there. That's what we need. We have to force multiply. We have to, you know, put your ego into a box. You have to have a strong ego to attack the way we do, to fight every day, to wake up and go to bed uh, in the game. But you also... Well, you externalize your ego onto humanity. Exactly. You need to do exactly what you do. For instance, you're always giving the microphone to other people. You know, when I say, hey, can you have so-and-so on? You immediately do it. It's extremely helpful. Like, for instance, now there's some, or you have a lot of Orthodox Jews watch your show, by the way. Uh, and, uh, and some are, are really would like to get on the microphone and talk about some of the things that are going on, for instance, with Hyas, the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Soci uh, Society, which, of which Mayorkas, Alex Mayorkas used to be a board member on Hyas. And the Jews are worried about all the Islamists they're bringing in. Oh, yeah, big time. The real Jews, the Orthodox Jews, who watch, they'll be watching right now. They'll be sending me 100 messages when I get off. And, and they really want to put a kibosh on Hyas. Hyas, keep in mind, there's Catholic Charities, Lutheran Immigrant, Refugee Immigrant Services, and all these others. That's but, a good question. What's the biggest NGO? You're saying it's the Jewish one. Uh, the biggest one would be, would be IOM. 
the, uh, the, the International Organization for Migration. But all these, that's the umbrella group, right? That's the umbrella. That's the main engine room, you might say. And I mean, of the of the, of the little front groups, who's the? Uh, arguably, it might be Catholic Charities, but it's hard to figure this out. We we work on it all the time. Uh, but Hyas is quite huge, and Hyas is quite influential. Keep in mind, Mayorkas, Alex Mayorkas, was a Cuban uh, refugee himself, right? And he and then uh, he brought his communism here. Oh, big time! And you know, the other day he threw the Holocaust card during his impeachment hearings and whatnot. You know, you know, the bottom line is all of us came from families who have been in pandemic, famine, and wars and genocides. Every single buddy watching Everybody this. on Earth is now a victim of a bio attack with yeah. COVID. I mean, you know, you know I'm as big a victim as you is, Mayorkas, so stick it up your ass. Exactly, exactly. Thank you, sir. And, and Mayorkas, keep in mind, if you go to highest.org, Mayorkas, they, 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 they congratulate, uh, you know, Mayorkas was a board member on Highest. And their camp down in Darien Province in Panama is about 40 yards away from the main camp of, from the main gate of China camp. I'm down there all the time. I was just down there three weeks ago with Brett Weinstein and, and Chris Martinson. At By the way, to interrupt you, I love the national media picked up when you were in Dripping Springs week ago before you guys went down to the super successful uh, you know, a, a convoy caravan. And they spun it like you were anti-Semitic. Because you were telling the whole story, they took out of context that Orthodox Jews see massive Islamic Hezbollah Hamas being brought in. They're concerned about Jewish charities being used for that. You were saying, look out, Jews, this is happening. They spun that that you're anti-Jew. Oh, exactly. Because I'm saying, like with Catholic charities, if the Pope doesn't denounce, eventually doesn't denounce Catholic charities, eventually he's just accepting ownership, right? And, and it's the same with Hyas. If you look on highest.org, you'll see a long list of people that are donors to highest, right? Ben Shapiro is on there. It does, I'm not saying it's the Ben Shapiro of Daily Wire. He has denied that. But there are nine Shapiros on there, and you can see that many different names on there, Pritzker and what, whatnot. Why are they openly donating to highest, who is Hezbollah's coming through the border every single day, right? There is a huge... Listen, in 1994, there was a Hezbollah bombing in Panama, that killed about 12 Jews. I just had lunch with one of the family members a couple months ago in Panama. Well, and let's talk about, let me ask you that. Brett Weinstein, really smart guy, said, you're right, told Tucker, this is a military invasion, Chinese military age males. What are they planning with all these sleeper cells? Well, there's different ecosystems. Of course, China, you know, again, I've written three books on Chinese information war. Unfortunately, they're only in Japanese. They're not in English because I've been working to wake up uh, Japan for years. Different ecosystems have different goals. Some are just coming in like Planet of the Apes. It's free stuff. Let's go to America. That's some, right? There are others like the Chinese. I've been studying them for years in and around China. I spent about a year in and around China. I've been up to Tibet. I saw how they became Ch Tibet. They didn't just, you know, militarily take it. They became Tibet. They did the same with Hong Kong. They forced the Tibetan women to marry Chinese. Oh, yeah. And they did the same with Hong Kong. For instance, I was in Hong Kong for seven months until they kicked me out in 2020, right? You can see them put me on the airplane and shutting the door. It's, you know, Google it, right? Or web search it, let's say. And, but what did they do to Hong Kong? They took Hong Kong, drip, 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 demographic warfare. They were bringing in mainland Chinese every day at a, at a rate that nobody really got crazy about, but at a rate that they ended up taking over the professorships. They were, became school teachers teaching history. They became policemen and politicians, the normal who's who in the zoo. They Classic infiltration. Yep, and they did it with Hong Kong. So, and they're doing it right now with Taiwan. And I'm telling you, you know, just uh, a few months ago, I was in Belize. 
I met with the Taiwanese ambassador there with Masako Ganaha, I was interviewing her. And, you know, the, you can see bit by bit that the, 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 the Taiwan is being edged out everywhere, right? For instance, in, uh, uh, it, here's an interesting aside, or it's related. IOM, the immigration, the International Organization for Migration, they are the huge engine of the invasion, right? They have taken over the number one office space in Panama, in the city of knowledge, which used to be Fort Clayton, the U.S. Army South. So this U.N. CHICOM thing is taking over our military base. Right. The three, the three major donors of IOM are United States. That's number one. Number two is Germany. Number three is Canada. Now, in, in, uh, in, 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 in Guatemala... The, I'm sorry, in Honduras, the, uh, the uh, IOM is now sharing the office space with the Canadian embassy, right? And, 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 and Michael, and, you're great at giving us all the details, but, but you've done your job now. People know there's UN camps. They know we're funding it. Now we got to move to cut the funding. Like this new bill, $2.3 billion to the NGOs. Some a lot of Republicans supporting it. This is so simple. Cut the damn funding off. Right. Cut the funding will be the, the first major hit. I mean, for instance, cutting the funding to all of you in kick, you know, years ago, people said, I say get that hell out of the whole thing. Yeah, I, totally out. Like cut everything and start arresting people who are involved in the child trafficking. We know a lot of people. And the are, NGOs are. That's what I'm saying. The state police and others are looking at that. They can get them. Because it doesn't matter if Biden says he can come through illegally. You're there with unaccompanied minors that are being trafficked to people and, and all sorts of crimes being committed. You start arresting a few of these people, they'll fold like a old barn in a tornado. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, and we know a lot of their names. We know thousands of their names. Start. I mean, they should be kicking down the doors in Texas of these facilities, such as in Brownsville, the old Walmart. And you can get them on, on, on zoning. There, there's a thousand ways to skin this cat. Right. It just takes the will to do it and the guts. That's all it takes. Because legally, we're in the right. They are clearly child trafficking. They are clearly taking people against their will. They are clearly, in, for instance, in Brownsville and the old Walmart uh, store there that we've been to, right? We all know this. We, we, we have all kinds of statements from people that work there. We have names of people that work there. We have everything. And not just us, many people have it. Law enforcement has it. It's not like we're hoarding it. I mean, And I played a video yesterday that was sent to me by Border Patrol. Uh, the Border Patrol starts crying because they've seen these kids before and they're begging for help. And they have to hand them over to the NGOs again and see them a month later. Exactly. I mean, exactly. This is, find that B-roll, guys. Throw that. I mean, this is sick. I'm telling the crew, keep going. Okay, right. Yeah. And, and so this is happening openly and it happens all throughout the world. I mean, we see... People coming in through the Darien Gap with children that don't look like they're even the same race. I mean, where do they even get these children, right? You know, like well, they use them as a golden ticket to get in. Exactly, and in, and in some cases, we know they recycle children on the Mexico-U.S. border, right? They'll they'll literally use the child to get in and recycle the child. Well, that's what the Border Patrol was telling us. Is why they're so freaked out. Why they were giving us all this intel is they said, no, we see some of these kids every month, and they tell us we've been raped. Help us, and they can't. They're ordered to hand them over. The Border Patrol starts crying right here. This is the video. Keep going. Yeah, this is just over the top. I mean, this is, you know, we often, you know, I, I was stationed in Germany when I was in, in the Army, in the U.S. Army, and we often wonder, how is it that these normal farmers and whatnot became these beasts that ran the camps and whatnot? And now I understand. It's everybody just doing their job, sir. You know, everybody's just... Keeping a, their head down. Yeah, you know, one, uh, uh, well, recently uh, passed away Army Colonel uh, Al Johnson told me one time, we, we were talking all day into the night one time, he said, Michael, organizational structure dictates outcome. 
organizational structure dictates outcome, right? Bottom line, like a clock is a, is a mechanical organizational structure. All these people at Border Patrol and whatnot, they're gears in the clock. They don't even know what time it is, but their job is to click, 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 put people on the bus. The bus driver's job is click, 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 drive them to the, the wherever, and the next thing you know, they're on the streets of America. We're being And destroyed. it's our job to cut the funding off. It's our government, our Border Patrol. We're blaming them. It's our fault for not stopping it. We have to stop it. That's right. That's why we're out here doing it. That's why we're putting the laser on highest. Highest Catholic Charities, Lutheran Refugee Services, IOM. We know who they are. We know where their offices are. We know, for instance, at the City of Knowledge down in Panama, there's more than 62 NGOs down there. Norwegian Refugee Council, highest. Uh, Doctors Without Morals. Uh, you know, of course, IOM, UNHCR, World Food Program, Office of America. Just States. like with the UN. You can't swing a stick in the dark and not hit a pedophile. No. I mean, just down there. You should see it down there, or not just down there, but in Texas as well. I mean, it's, a, it's straight up, uh, it's gross. I mean, you have, they have males, uh, you know. Uh, Picking are, up little kids. Oh, yeah. And we the, got it on tape just a few times we went down there. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy so there, he goes, I'm here to show these children the way of the Lord. Get out of my way. And, and, you're, and you want to beat their ass, you go to jail. But then you feel guilty. I know the Border Patrol feels, I'm like, I told the crush that I feel like I'm part of this now that I didn't. They're like, yeah, we want to kill this guy. I mean, it, 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 it's sick. Yeah, yeah, I know the feeling. I feel the, the same feeling. Like, we know who they are. We know where they work. You know, I mean, we know who they are. And, and the bottom line is it continues to happen. Now, we had an undercover cop inside there that was working with us. She comes out because he, he chased her out. She was asking questions. And he's like, I don't want adults. I want children. Load them in my van. You promised me kids. They go, sir, we'll get them to you. We'll get them to you. And she, she starts asking questions. And then he knows the Spanish. He's a big white guy. And comes out and says, he, 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 so he runs into us. He's like, I'm going to show these children the way of the Lord. What's wrong with me getting the, I mean, it was like, whoa. Yeah. It was like, whoa. And later they loaded kids up and he went off and disappeared in a black hole. I saw that. I mean, there's no telling what You can't happened. make this up. Yeah. I mean, that's just one of the cases. Yeah. Now keep in mind, the Chinese ecosystem is completely different than the rest of them. The Chinese clearly are on a path to world domination. And this, this is actually a group that can achieve a lot of their goals. They're squared they, away. They are squared away. They're smart. You know, again, I've spent a lot of time with Chinese in and around China, Tibet, all over, you know, Beijing, Shanghai, Long, the Xi'an. You know, and, and the bottom line is they come in with a plan. They're taking over marijuana grows up in Maine and Oregon and Oklahoma and that sort of thing. What are they putting in that marijuana? But the bottom line is they're now selling marijuana to our people. They're making money on our invasion. They've they're reversed the opium wars. Oh, yeah. Now, it's often, you know, when I bring this up to Chinese, they're like, what about the opium wars? And I'm like, look, that was the British. I'm not British, right? Yeah, we like, well, British plus, too, right? if my great-great-grandfather did something wrong to you, what the hell does that mean I'm guilty? Yeah, and I'm not British anyway. We shot the British, too. I had two of my grandfathers fight in the Revolutionary War. One was a colonel in North Carolina. You know, he might have great, 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 Oh, yeah, like super ultra great grandfather. Yeah. He, might, he may have, he may have uh, fought the Green Jackets, who I ended up with in Iraq and Afghanistan. And I said to one of the British soldiers one time, I hope my granddaddy shot your granddaddy in the chest with a ball, you know? But anyway, I love you today. You know, <laughs> uh, we're over all that now. But, you know, but the bottom line is we're not British. And the British obviously did the opium wars and whatnot. But the Chinese used that as cause its belly. Now, keep in mind, one of the things that the Chinese do as well is they are, 
For instance, in Honduras, we were just down there looking at their archaeological warfare. I always go, I always go to libraries, museums, archaeological digs. They're trying to persuade the Mayan Indians that they're actually long-lost cousins of the Chinese and that they came over the land bridge and all these bad white people yes, came you, and took your land. So they're giving them, um, what's the CIA term? Uh, they're giving them that, uh, oh, well, they infiltrated the churches, the uh, liberation theology. That's right. And the Chai Coms are using that. Oh, yeah, and they're good at it. They do it in different ways. One is they, all the indigenous people throughout, not just here, but also in Japan, with the people in Okinawa and the Ainu people and these sorts of things. It's not just here. I see this all over the world. They're, you know, trying to persuade the, all the indigenous people that they can that you're long-lost cousins of Chinese, and we're coming to help take this stuff back. Well, I mean, back. it's true that they got Mongolian spots and when they're born and all that. So they are of Asian derivation. doesn't mean they're Chinese or, or the, the Communist Party. That's preposterous. That's right. Some of the Mayans have those spots as well. But, but I don't think most people don't know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, they, they, they are Asian. They're really Huns. All right, we're going to come right back, my friend, and we're going to have Doc Chambers in the control room to talk about the big victory. Get that B-roll ready of the 14 governors at the event. We, we stopped the left doing a false flag. Big victory. Stay with us. Infowars.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist, and people can't identify who's a patriot and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide. But, well, nitric oxide is a key. It's made by our own bodies again. It's made by L-citrulline and, and L-arginine, the amino acids. So we're fed. You can, you can get it from beet powder and other things. The nitric oxide relaxes the endothelium, the vasculature. It relaxes the vein. It's a natural blood pressure. In fact, I use the two, your InfoWars. I keep that on my shelf. And I feed myself the Cardio Miracle, which is just for straight food. It's a different formulation than that one and the two together are a one-two punch so you get in your food the ability to make what you need and no more that was dr judy mikovitz top research scientist without me even asking her telling everybody how incredible this product is and it's finally back in stock nitric boost is 40 percent off at infowarsstore.com and it doesn't just have the vasodilation opening up your arteries and your veins to clean things out it does so many incredible things god gave us this compound so many of the big things you see out there promoted in the media are based on the natural ingredients that are already in this product. So get your amazing nitric boost today at InfoWarsTour.com. You need to experience the health, the vitality, the stamina, the libido, everything that comes with nitric boost. You've looked at our formula, you, I, you like it? I did and I do, yes. 
Well, I, I'm not a scientist like you. What, is, what do these compounds do creating nitrous oxide? What does it do? Um, it relaxes the vasculature. So the clot will go through and not restrict. It allows it to relax. It lowers the blood pressure, has the uh, toxic um, synthetic lipid nanoparticles similar to the one in the COVID shot. Prior to the COVID shot, the deadliest vaccine, we saw athletes dropping dead on the field, um, passing out, falling down, all the things. Yeah, why is it particularly the athletes? Um, because they operate at oxygen max um, capacity max. They're, they're operating at such a high level in their mitochondria. This is an energy production, oxygen um, necessary disease. Um, so they create, they, that's what they're finding. They turbocharge the blood clots. Yep. And ischemia, lack of oxygen. Mm. So constricted blood vessels too, because athletes are running, they're constricted, they're they're working so that the blood flows and it doesn't flow, which is why your nitric oxide um, product, that new products, I hope you'll show it because that's a very important thing to have for acute events, be, uh, dissolve under the tongue, give you an instant relaxing of your endothelium, your vasculature. Nitric Boost, exclusively available, 40% off right now in stock, ready to ship nitric boost infowarstore.com try it support the infowar it's a 360 win leading a frontal assault on the lies of the new world order it's alex jones the program leftists failed to silence it's the alex jones show what to do but he has succeeded in his two-year mission to get darian gap in front of congress on fox news tucker carlson the u.n funding i tried to get congress to focus on u.n funding it's the achilles heel this guy did it and it's not about he doesn't want the credit but it's about the credit of motivated people and what they've done and we can win let's get that straight look how far we've all come now, Jack Posobiec, formerly Naval Intelligence, nobody I know is as dialed in as he is. Let's just leave it at that. He said over a year ago, they're going to try to make Poland. They're going to put in this new leader they did. He, he named him a year ago, and they're going to start arresting the opposition in Poland and make it like Ukraine and attack Russia with some type of false flag provocation. So Doc Chambers is going to be with us. We're extending this interview 15 minutes to the next hour. Dr. Shell Emanuel is in studio. We'll extend her into the next hour. I'm doing all four hours today, ladies and gentlemen. But this, uh, Jack's very busy over at Human Events, reaching tens of millions every day and obviously dominating on X. But he is joining us with this Build article, biggest publication, the mouth of NATO, saying Poland is getting ready for war. We have the defense minister of England saying it two weeks ago. We have the defense minister of Sweden saying it. No evidence of that. But how are they going to try to pull it off? So for tomorrow's news today, popping in for just a few minutes is Jack Posobiec. Jack, thanks for joining us. Alex, thanks so much for having me on, Michael. How are you? Good to see you safe back in the United States. They're always trying to take you out, man. I've been wanting to get you down. Man, you're a number one target to come with me to Darien, please. I keep inviting you. All right, you. all right, all right. It's time no, for you to no, come. We won't break any, won't break any OPSEC, but we, we might have to put something together. We might have to put something together. All right, give us the report. This is serious. 
All right, Alex. So here's what's going on. All right, and it's it's very clear to me now. And and this is this has been the pieces of this have been coming to place for a past year now because what's happening in Poland is intrinsically linked to what's happening in Ukraine. And what they're pursuing now, what we're seeing the globalists pursue, is a Syrianization strategy with Ukraine. What do I mean by this? It's very simple. Remember, Russia was the last was last involved in a conflict where the United States was a party not in Ukraine, but prior to that was the what? The Syrian civil war. Go and look at where the Syrian civil war is now. And oh, by the way, this is exactly where all of these attacks are taking place on those bases where we've got US soldiers, uh, where people were killed in, just across the border in Jordan, Tower 22. What do we what do we have there? We've got U.S. forces on the ground, uh, particularly in the border region, particularly in the Kurdish regions in the northeast, prov uh, providing basically this human shield against possible incursions from the Iranians, from Shia militia groups from Turkey to the north. And then you've, of course, got Russia propping up and, and really strongly with the Syrian army and Assad. Now you're going to see a similar situation. All right, you're going to see a similar situation. This is where they plan to move things with Ukraine, because what are they going to do? They're going to say, OK, it's a frozen conflict. They're going to draw the line essentially at the at the river there. Putin's already talking about putting in in putting in a DMZ and people are arguing about where that DMZ is going to be. Is it going to include Odessa, et cetera, et cetera. But then, of course, you need that force to provide the stabilization arm for the other side, the same way U.S. forces are doing this in Syria. So who's going to do that? That will be Poland. That will be the Polish troops. They'll come in in Western Ukraine. And now what are you going to see the Ukrainian government do? You're already seeing seeing them do it, Alex. And you and I actually, I think we inadvertently mentioned this in one of our asides, one of the recent times I was on, because who is, is Zelensky talking about putting in charge of the military? He's talking about not just getting rid of the head of the military, he wants to replace the entire heads of every department of the military and put this guy Budinov in there. Budinov, what's his background? He's from the intelligence services of Ukraine. He's the CIA's top partner in Ukraine. This is the guy who was behind the Kerch bridge attack. He's been behind a series of covert clandestine operations against Russia, against the backfield. Alex, this is exactly what they're planning for. That 60 billion that you see in that bill that's uh, currently you know, on the table in Congress, it's been stalled right now, but the reason they want that 60 billion in, and that's number one, to prop up the Zelensky regime, and then number two, they're going to conduct a, they're gonna move this to a counterinsurgency phase using what? The same style as Operation Gladio style leave behind networks. That's what they're putting boot enough. That's why you put an intel agent in charge of the entire military. This guy is straight out of the Operation Gladio school book. This is the guy who comes out of that system. The CIA is going to put him there, and then they're going to use him for terror attacks, clandestine attacks, covert attacks in Russia, in Donetsk, these bakeries, these marketplaces. That's the next phase this thing is going to go through. So they're going to freeze the war and say, all right, we've got this settlement, we've got this treaty, whatever they're going to call it. Poland's going to come in in the West, right? And they're going to use Poland as the meat shields, as the human meat shields there in the West, just hoping, by the way, hoping that they'll get killed the same way we lost three soldiers at Tower 22. And the, and final, ingredient, happen, will will be, the final ingredient will be provocateur events claiming Russian missiles, Russian events. Of course, all of it, all of it.
And this was Operation Gladio. Operation Gladio originally was they were they were going to blame these attacks on communists and say communists are attacking Italy, communists are attacking Germany. We need to go war against the Soviet Union. That was the point of Operation Gladio. Thank God it wasn't successful. They're trying Operation Gladio 2.0 right before our eyes in Ukraine. You were on the show a year ago. We got really not frantic, but very intense the last six months, saying they're going to put in this deputy head of the EU over Poland. The Poles don't want war, but a parliamentary system, for those who don't know, is not two-party. You can have a group, for people that don't know, of yes. other parties put in a guy that got like 20-some percent of the vote. He's now arresting the political opposition desperately. How, how do you see them pushing Poland in? Sweden's not been in a war in 200 years. They're saying war is imminent. Um, the UK is saying it. Germany build. I mean, yeah, Sweden. Now, Sweden, of course, Sweden is one of the most anti-Russia countries in all of Europe, I would say, besides Poland. Uh, Poland, of course, in recent history has many reasons to be anti-Russia. Sweden, of course, though, is extremely anti-Russia because, remember, before Russia, before Russia controlled sort of the northern tier of Europe, who was it? It was the Swedish Empire. And it was those wars against Peter the Great, that, where the Swedish Empire, they call it the Northern War, where the Swedish Empire really fell, and then Russia became the preeminent leader in the north. Sweden is looking to regain that with, oh, by the way, the influence, the power, and the military might of NATO. And, and people ask, why does something hundreds of years it. ago matter? It's like Crips and Blood. Somebody's great granddaddy killed their granddaddy. Yep. It just and so NATO and the sociologist and the anthropologist are manipulating these old fault lines. Of course, so they're going through and saying, "Oh, that's the Russians. You remember them from from." We're talking, by the way, this is hundreds of years ago. The Swedish Empire. Uh, when you're talking Poland, it's okay. You do at least have people within living memory who remember what the Russian communists were doing. They remember this was, you know, for 80 years after World War II. But the issue here, Alex, is they're using these moral fault lines, these historic fault lines, these these historic animuses to gin up support for a wider war and a wider conflict. So they'll say, okay, maybe we need some Swedish troops, right? Sweden, what is the point of having Sweden there? Because if you have Sweden there, then you have Denmark, then you have uh, Finland. What does this do? This provides the ability to counteract Russia in the Baltic Sea. And you predicted all of this. So this is cleaning. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to stop interrupting, but okay, you already predicted this months ago, six months ago, a year ago. Tell us what's coming next. That's what Jack Posobiec does. What's coming, what's coming next, I'll tell you, it's going to be, on, on one hand, they will claim that is the stabilization of Ukraine. They say we're gonna, they're going to say we're going to stabilize the conflict. Look, Biden knows this thing's a loser. He doesn't want this thing going on all the way to 2024 while he's got an election coming up. He's going to claim to want stabilization. But we're going to see are more of these provocations. Provocations, uh, provo yeah, provocations. Thank you. Provocations going on in the backfield. You're going to see attacks potentially on Polish troops, Polish civilians. You're going to see attacks on Russian civilians, Russian civilian infrastructure. Remember, they they murdered a truck driver in cold blood to take out the Kerch Strait Bridge. That's exactly who these guys are. They're willing to take out civilians. They're willing to kill people who are just truck drivers or service workers to to. They're willing to cut Europe's gas off. End. They'll kill everyone. They don't care because you've got these people. And Alex, you and I had said it so many times. Victoria Nuland, you have to understand her Trotskyite background to understand. Yes, she is a communist, but her family was kicked out of Russia, right? They lived right near Odessa. 
They were kicked out because her family side was the Trotskyite side that lost. This is why they are anti-Russia, because they want to control Russia. They believe it is their birthright. And who was over there in the midst of this massive crisis in Kiev, this massive crisis for Zelensky? Who lands all of a sudden with her fresh-baked cookies is Vicky Newland. Oh, my God. And then you've got – this is all the same wars being fought over again. Uh, Jack, I know you've got your own show coming up here in about 15, 20 minutes uh, there on human events. In two minutes, what else do you want to tell us? Well, look, you know, the main thing, of course, we're, we're starting to get reports, of, obviously, about Tucker, the fact that he's over there uh, speaking, potentially speaking with Putin. We've seen some of these vans going in. People say that he's had the interview. There's some rumors floating around about excerpts of the interview. All I know is everyone I know who's close to Tucker is saying that he's being very tight-lipped about it, even within his inner circle, whether or not he's had it, uh, he's had the interview at all. And that's probably because he knows that his phone is being spied on by everyone right now um cnn I can, let me Burnett just say i can confirm that i can confirm that he just he told me can't really talk on the phone but i'm, I'm going to europe right. wait till you see this and i was like oh europe he's like yeah europe yeah, so yeah, the the Europe of Europe. So I think that the interview that comes out with with Tucker and Putin is is going to be absolutely monumental. And by the way, people have said, well, oh, why is he interviewing Putin? I said, whoa, 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 whoa. He should interview Zelensky too. He's in the neighborhood. Why not pop on down to Kiev and say, hey, Vladimir Zelensky, I interviewed the other Vlad. Let's interview you next. Let's have balance and have these people put their by the way jack is that your source because i was actually told that tucker's there for two more weeks that's what i was told not by tucker but others he's 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 he wants the zelensky interview too and some other big ones what do you predict is your what do you predict the other interviews are going to be I think Zelensky is going to shut that down. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's in the cards. I don't think anyone on that side is going to allow Zelensky to sit down with someone who's actually going to ask him hard questions about where the money's going, hard questions about why so many members of his inner circle are being arrested right now for corruption. And, oh, by the way, the fact that Zelensky is rapidly reaching his expiration date because the guy that he's trying to take out of the military right now, by the way, super popular. So if they're going to look for a scapegoat, I guarantee you, Vicky Newland will throw him under the bus. So Tucker might make it down to Ukraine. Zelensky might not even make it that long. Well, you said that a month ago, and it's just like Hitler was jealous of Erwin Rommel. He's very jealous of this yep. general. I think we'll probably end up seeing that general be the leader. Yeah, uh, Ukraine is at a precipice and absolutely ripe for a military takeover right now. So, uh, you're, you would see the military essentially push Zelensky out and then maybe prop up somebody else, put like, take Petro Poroshenko, for example, the guy who was the previous president, and again, who was selected by Vicky Nuland to be president. He was the one that was propped up an oligarch in his own right. They call him the chocolate oligarch, but the chocolate man, because he, he runs this, you know, this confectionery industry all throughout and Ukraine. And isn't Vicky Nuland really the president? Back in. I mean, is Vicky Nealon really the, the one calling the shots? Yeah, she's, she's the always the one calling the shots. He's not the one who's there. One of these, one of these excerpts from uh, <laughs> from the uh, you know, rumored excerpts from the the Putin interview with um, 
with Tucker is uh, that Tucker asks him about Zelensky and Tucker or uh, Putin supposedly. Again, caveat, caveat. I have no idea if this is real. I, it's probably not. But the response is something along the lines of, uh, well, you know, Zelensky, I used to watch him on the uh, the Russian comedy shows that he used to do. And he used to make me laugh a lot. Maybe we can go back to that. So, of course, Zelensky was very popular in Russia prior to this for these um, these variety shows. And he was a comedian. And, you know, I, I think the, the essential thinking is that this guy is, is a puppet. He's, he's, he's going to go back to playing the piano with his penis. All right. How do people find Jack Posobiec? We'll be up at Human Events uh, daily. It's going to be coming up. Of course, we're live on X. We're going to be on Rumble. We're going to be everywhere. And then if you, you can, and if you're listening to Infowars, you can check us out afterwards on the podcast because I know Alex is up at the same time. All right. Thank you so much, Jack. Please join us again soon. Dead on. All right. God bless, Alex. Be safe, Michael. All right. Thanks, See you, Jack. All right. We're extending your interview 15 minutes. You guys get your time back. Thanks for listening to Jack. He's got you guys dead on. Oh, he's dead on. Yeah. I, I want your comment on that. Then I want to get a retired Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Pete Chambers. Brief take geopolitically. Then we're going to shift gears. The big victory with the trucker convoy, 14 governors, uh, the provocateurs you guys stopped, and then just your overall view of what's happening in America right now. But you want to make some comments on what the subject just said? You were stationed over in Europe. Oh, yeah. You know, I lived in Poland for two years after I was in special forces. When I was in special forces, my two different A-teams trained to parachute into Poland near a town called Białystok. We trained for three years to do that. Uh, a, a great deal of training. Uh, and what you said earlier, Alex, is like this is a this is a never-ending war. It's like a flower that keeps blooming, except it's a dark flower. I mean, it's Jurassic Trailer Park. It's basically. like herpes. It's to say, it just goes on and on and on. I love the Polish people. I, like I said, I, I lived there for two years after the army, and uh, but at the same time, it will end up just being a forever war. Uh, you can just see it unfolding. Uh, it, whether it's the Baltics, up you know Lithuania, of course, then Latvia and Estonia. Everybody's always on the chopping block up there. As you know, Poland is right there. Uh, it's perfect uh, invasion terrain between uh, Russia and, and Europe. And, of course, not to go into the details of this, but th this is a war that's gone on forever. You know, Russia needs those warm water ports. Uh, Europe needs the energy. You know, I was at BASF, what, a year and a half ago or so, and, and I was warning, and I was actually asking when would, you know, what's going to happen to the Nord Stream pipeline? I actually had an iPad. No, I know. You ought to find that clip. Here's what you're saying. The wars never end. They're just put on pause. Absolutely. And then, for instance, the, the Nord Stream, that it would be cut, was really obvious. I bought an iPad that I kept beside me just watching Nord Stream flows because there was a website oh. that, that, that monitored the flows. And, and one day it went to zero, and I was like, uh-oh. You know? By the way, that's who we have on as guests, as people that are right over and over again. You, you never took your horn. You should repost on X all the things you predicted. You're probably right. No, because then that brings everybody back to what you're doing. It's not about tooting your own, you need to do it. Uh, let's bring in Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Pete Chambers, uh, Green Beret commander, great patriot, expert on the border, but down there in a lot of clandestine stuff. Uh, he led the great convoys, or part of the Texas convoy down there, helped run security. It turned out it was a big victory. 14 governors uh, showed up. I cannot say enough about how you guys navigated this. Uh, give us your 35,000-foot view of what we've generally been talking about, sir, and you're here in studio with us in the control room, and then let's drill into what happened at the border in the last week. Right, Alex. Yeah, it's good to be here again. So what we had was a, a provocateur attack, fifth-generation warfare style, with provocateur media, not only them, but infiltrators into the convoys, and then what I call like a World War I Ypres Salient, which was an attack where a bulge in the lines of the uh, superior force enemy is surrounded on all three sides by an inferior force in numbers. So you had Texas law enforcement, 
uh, supported by the by the governor of, of Texas. You had we the people down there doing their thing safely, peacefully assembling to take our border back, people. And then you had where are the men from Texas, Tucker Carlson? We were out there in the darkness, and we were out there protecting this thing from those provocateurs. And that is a three-sided prong attack, which combines all those elements of we the people and the local government to uh, ward off this fifth-generation provocateur attack. Uh, tell us about some of the stuff that happened, because I saw some of these provocateurs saying, Alex Jones is down here. They just beat up elite uh, uh, migrants, and it's all – I've got the clip. I'm going to give the guy attention here. But, I mean, they were just freaking out and just right. putting out total disinformation. Well, before the convoy got there, real quick, the the, uh, the hailstorm hit while the provocateur um, protesters against Christians were down there, and they had to vacate the scene. That's perfect. Then, then the convoy came in safely, set up, had a wonderful time. But in, in the in the unseen places where we'll celebrate this with cigar and scotch about two weeks from now, things happen to prevent that, which are us giving names to the local law enforcement and to federal, uh, not to federal, to state law enforcement, the DPS, Department of Public Safety that they could then use that information to make sure that those people were warned, do not try to mess with these people because they had different agendas. Well, I, I mean, I know, tell us as much as you can about it, but then also with a great success, 14 governors, massive attention, right. right at the time they're trying to put this bill through that gives Biden dictatorial power. Well, those 14 governors were operating under the uh, fourth uh, uh, Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution, which is, uh, you know, as we read on the set there when Governor Abbott wrote that letter on the 24th of January, that's when uh, the first time I saw him actually make that argument because prior to that it was case law. So now we're arguing the Constitution. That supports everything that the convoy wanted to do. That was their number two line of effort was to bring to light how the Constitution was being trampled on. So that was a victory. So all these victories, these little victories, add up to a big victory, just like that uh, battle I talked about, three-sided Hey, you bulged in with all this massive money and uh, Soros money and bad guy money. Well, guess what? We the people beat you with a lot less resources. By the way, it's a busy day here. Tucker just sent me this link uh, two minutes ago. Why I'm interviewing Vladimir Putin. So you will all take a break at the at the at the break. That's a five minute little segment. We're going to air this Tucker Carlson. Tucker just sent this to me because I asked him. I said, "Did you get the Putin interview?" And he just sent me this. Um, one minute ago, so I just sent this to the crew. Tucker just sent me a message from Russia, and uh, so we'll we'll have that for you. But the bottom line is, you guys never asked to be celebrated. You're the you know quiet professionals, but now you're in the information warfare public zone. Listeners need to celebrate men and women that are fighting tyranny because it's contagious, and we go through a lot, and we also need support. And I just want to point out that we're having major victories. We're in a target-rich environment right now. The globalists aren't in beta. They're in operational. They're overrunning us. But I'll, I'll, I'll quote that Marine Corps general from Korea. They said, I forget his name, but they said, sir, we're completely surrounded. And they actually won the battle. I know the whole story. I forget his name. And he said, good, we can attack in all directions. That, that, that wasn't bravado. That's true. Because when you finally got the enemy out, you got all this ammo, the truth, and all these artillery and weapons aimed at them. You can blast the living hell out of them if it's a million Chinese. Yeah. Well, as yep. Michael, Jan, and I both know, you know, Green Berets go out downrange behind enemy lines with 12 men and their force multipliers. So when I had most of my team, which were retired Green Berets, we understand what to do. We didn't. I didn't even carry a weapon that day. I don't need to because all of this right here and this this weapon, the mind, this verbal judo, this uh, you know, these are not because the you already you had want. the relationships, the background, the respect, and you had law enforcement who had the guns. You were the commander working with them. 
Yes, sir. So I was a liaison to the law enforcement, to the truckers. And uh, honestly, uh, it, it was just amazing to watch. And then, I, you know, of course, I took a deep breath as everybody vacated the scene and drove away and nothing happened from the Mike side or from Mexico. You've got to be pleased. And the reason I tell these stories, folks, is explaining people are looking for leadership and that the left, I, I didn't even know these groups were. Anonymous attacked us last week and a bunch of stuff when I defended you and it went super viral. I just made a little comment when they were calling you a wimp and all this, you know, these little Antifa people. And, th and then I learned there's this whole ecosystem attacking you and General Flynn, everybody. They're so scared, particularly of the Green Berets, trained to defend people, trained to defend the common people, trained to force multiply populations, and they're panicking. Why are all these Green Berets, young and old, why are they everywhere? Who's, who's running them? Who's giving them orders? Well, you're not, you're not getting orders from the Constitution and God. You see the attack. You know the Republic's under attack. This is the main battlefield. We haven't had to do this since 1776. This is the ultimate battle. And of course, our military is now joining us to, to win. This is our country. Amen. Yeah, uh, look, it, I'm just proud to be on the team. You know, I happen to be the guy that's the face of this, but uh, there are so many out there you'll never know. And that's, I'm telling you, the left is shitting their britches right now. They should. Tell us a few more minutes about how great this was with the governors and, the, I mean, hundreds, billions of dollars of, uh, right. of news time that you guys got with this huge success. Right. So with Christy Nome, she was from South Dakota. She came down and actually supported us originally on Operation Lone Star with some of her troops. And then they continued that that relationship. The governor of Texas, Governor Stitt, I'm sorry, of Oklahoma, Governor Stitt, he was the first one to stand up and say, yeah, I'm with y'all. So that was just across the Red River. Then you had South Carolina, and then you had everything all the way up to New Hampshire, hard to believe. But, uh, you know, they're, they're a freedom state. All the way across to Montana. And then people at the uh, rally from, from Alaska all the way across the, the continental United States. So uh, for me, that was good to see. So all these governors that came in, Florida, they provided uh, uh, airboats on that river since the begin beginning of Operation Lone Star. We appreciate the Floridians. Uh, there are Floridians that are still down here now, just just sitting at that camp, uh, continuing and to make sure And all the people that poo-pooed this, we didn't poo-poo, we just said be careful, but some did, especially on the left. They look like fools now because this brought massive attention and it brought unity and an example for the states to link up again in the future. Those people that, that poo-pooed it, look, you know, you know, they're good people that make mistakes on, uh, on analysis, but understand this, and this is the book that I look at, my field manual is the Bible. In Revelation 28, 8, it says, number one, what God detests. That's the cowardly. God hates cowards. Yes, sir. Well, we got to take action. Just as we've been set up and, and defeated before, doesn't mean we give up. We, I, I'd say we have 90% victory. So we can't just sit here on our asses. It's just one, it's just one skirmish, if you will. It's, uh, we're going to continue to uh, sink in, and we're going to keep them on their spurs. All right, the Tucker Carlson exclusive. I mean, exclusive, he sent it to me. It's out on X. I asked him, I said, what's going on here? I asked him an hour ago. Here's the video. Uh, so Tucker's response, and we'll come back to one more segment, you great Americans, and then we will uh, bring in another great American to be in studio with us. Stay with us. Gunther in Tennessee. Thanks for calling, Gunther. Hey, Alex. First time caller. Real quick, wanted to plug your foundational energy. Uh, just started taking that. And, uh, boy, three pills, the uh, recommended dose. I was bouncing off the walls. But uh, I, I tell you, foundational is the right name for that product because I'll cut down to one. Uh, it, it, it's like you have a baseline of energy that you were missing before. 
that you got back. So well, I'm you glad you mentioned that because it's methylfolate, the breakdown of folic acid, and a lot of people, particularly Europeans, don't absorb all of the folic acid. So it's not a stimulant. It's a totally natural thing that boosts energy that's foundational. And, and was I lying to you or, or did it not work? No, it, it was top notch. And I was, I was actually taking Red Pill Plus before, and that's got a little folic acid in it. I think there was a little buildup from this, but the energy from this was no jitters. I mean, it's top notch. It's a great product. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no, folic acid's great and it's in real Red Pill, but some can't Absolutely. break it down. This is the breakdown of it. That's exactly it. One of the most frustrating things about being awake to the globalist agenda is seeing the general public still asleep. By and large, not aware of the magnitude of the incredible danger they're under, but also the ongoing attacks and the magnitude of the death caused by the lethal injections masquerading as vaccines. It is so frustrating to see people going about their daily lives oblivious. And you realize ignorance is not bliss, it equals death. But people are starting to really understand how serious things are, and that's that's a hard thing to do because to wake up to a dystopic reality and realize that we're in the middle of a giant biological weapons war against humanity, and that there's mass sterilization that's already taken place, and they're cutting off all the major energy sources, is really hard to deal with, but it's the reality. Facing it is our only chance to turn this around because stuff's about to get really, really nasty. Infowars.com.